Leaders in Worship Podcast, Episode 16. Welcome to the Leaders in Worship Podcast, the podcast to equip, connect, and develop leaders in worship ministry. We do this by equipping leaders with the right tools, connecting them with like-minded vision, and developing their ability to lead effectively. My name is Matt Perkins, and I'm your host. I'm thankful that you have tuned in today. We have a great show. We are talking with Pastor Mark Groover, worship arts pastor of Calvary Christian Center in Ormond Beach, Florida. And Mark is doing an incredible job. He's going to be talking about creating culture in your worship ministry. Well, we have just wrapped up the Consumed Worship Conference at Faith Assembly in Orlando, where I serve as worship arts pastor. We just had three days of a worship conference, Consumed Conference. You can go and check out information at consumedconference.com about the conference, see who we had this past year. We're in the planning stages for next year and trying to work out everything for that. We encourage you to stay connected. You'll find links in our show notes where you can get more information about what's coming up. And uh, just in a couple of weeks, you'll be able to also purchase some of the sessions that we had online. You'll be able to download those, and so we'll have links to that in the show notes. Well, today we are going to get right into our conversation with Pastor Mark Groover, talking about creating culture in your worship ministry. I was just at the Total Church Conference and sat in a session that Mark was teaching, and so we took a few minutes after and just sat down and talked about some of the items that he covered in that session. You'll find all the notes at leadersinworship.com slash 016, and that is our show notes. You'll find all of the information there, but let's go right into our conversation with Pastor Mark Gruber. Mark, thank you for being on the podcast today. Man, glad to be with you guys today. Uh, why don't you give us a little history on your ministry and kind of how you ended up here in Ormond Beach? And Yeah, yeah, we've been in ministry uh, 20 years, um, just in full-time ministry, and we've been here at Ormond Beach for five years. So we were in Savannah, Georgia before, but uh, we were from originally Church of God, you know, that denomination. And um, just, man, it's it's incredible how we came here and and God opened the door for us to be at this place. Uh, it was definitely a God, it's definitely a God thing. But uh, again, like I said, five years, man, and just loving what God is doing. That's awesome. Now you are the uh, worship pastor and maybe give us a, a little snapshot of how the kind of the structure of your worship ministry and how that flows? Well, um, of course, I oversee, we are a multi-campus, so we have a campus in New Smyrna, we have a campus now in Orlando, so I oversee all of the worship and arts departments there, um, from uh, organizing volunteers to band to singers, um, putting the sets together. Uh, we have, my wife is a uh, worship leader here on this campus, and then we have a husband and wife that are worship leaders at the South Campus, uh, and then a young lady that leads at our Orlando campus right now. So I oversee all of that, all of the bands, everything from from dance to drama to the production, the lighting, sound, and everything. So now with your 
campuses, your other campuses, how does that work in, now do they have their own worship teams or does everything flow out of this campus? How does that structure work? Well, at our South Campus, uh, we've pretty much established a band from, from down there in New Smyrna. There we still send singers, though. Mm-hmm. But we use the couple that is out of this ministry. That They're the worship leaders. They lead down there three times a month. And then I have them up here with us one time a month, kind of to give them a change of atmosphere. And our Orlando campus is a little different because it's further away. So we are trying to build musicians from the Orlando yeah. area and we have that there and then even the front line and singers are from Orlando so we don't send any volunteers there at all oh okay cool. yeah 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 and that's um we've been in a multi-campus situation for um a little over a year about yeah. 15 months and so it uh, it definitely is a change of mindset and the whole whole thing and we made mistakes along the way you know we've tried we've tried different things and mm, nope that didn't work let's go another route so i think we're i think if you can find um you know volunteers from that area of course new smyrna is from us is probably 30 minutes so it's a little closer so but definitely orlando we wanted to raise uh that team up from that place and um and let it be its own. Right. Um, I would still oversee that, and um, so that's kind of what how that's begun. It, they started in January. Man, it's been successful. Now with New Smyrna, you said you you still send singers um, with that. Now do they are they on a rotation? Well, yeah, through Planning Center is mm-hmm. the um, one of the tools we use. We we put them on and schedule that out a month, you know, and so, yeah, they'll rotate. I'll send a, a soprano, alto, and tenor from our team uh-huh. along with some people that are from that area still. Yeah. They're still not at a place um, vocally yet, that um, we so we'll still kind of um, infuse um, our DNA with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, are they... Um like one of the things that we do, we have, it's a little bit of a challenge for us in that our rehearsal nights are Tuesday, our midweek is yeah. Wednesday, our second campus, their midweek is Thursday wow. when we have our main rehearsal. Wow. So we try and whoever is scheduled to sing on Sunday will also be scheduled to sing there on Thursday. Okay. So we just know that Okay. You know, whenever they are there, they're not going to be in our main rehearsal. So do any of your campuses have midweek services? Uh, the New Smyrna campus has a midweek, but they watch it via live video. Oh, okay. Okay, so they're watching that, and and so they rehearse on Tuesday night. Uh, we're going so so main campus is having a rehearsal. They're rehearsing here on our campus because they're meeting in a theater. So they oh, okay. come here to the main campus in the gym, and that team rehearses same time we do. Oh, great. So my singers that are scheduled, they'll miss the, uh, the main campus rehearsal, right. and they'll go over there with them. Now, Orlando has a studio they're in. They're renting a, um, a junior high school cafetorium mm-hmm. kind of deal. So they're rehearsing. They rehearse on Thursday night, so oh, that cool. whole team. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, it's always interesting to talk with oh, other guys yeah. and say, okay, yeah. what things have made you want to knock your head against yeah. the wall and what things Absolutely. are working? Absolutely, man, trying to organize that. It, it can be crazy sometimes, yeah. but it's been, I think we finally kind of found our niche. Ultimately, 
as I think with any campus is you want to raise up people from that area. Right. Just so, so that is even with New Smyrna. New Smyrna was our first campus other than, you know, our first. So it's been kind of a test. So we made some mistakes, but I think we figure that out now. So. Yeah. Well, and this all goes back to what we've been talking about and what I sat in one of the sessions that you had. Uh, you guys are hosting right now. We're at the Total Church Conference, and that is hosted at your church. And, and you can find out information in our show notes about um, Mark's ministry, about their church, and all about that. But we're in the, a session and it was creating a worship culture that will last. What is culture as you would define it? Well, well, I think well, Wikipedia defines it as it says the set of shared attitudes, values, goals, and practices that characterizes an institution, an organization, or a group. Okay, based our church or our worship ministry. So, so I think as you establish what a culture is first. And then you've got to determine what you want that to be. Right. You know, we, we say here there is a group, of, co- of course, called Jesus Culture, but we, want, we don't want everything to be based on a style, but right. we want it to be all about Jesus. So you've got to put that into the DNA yeah, and of I your folks. I think that is one of the, the key things, that if you base your culture on a style, then what happens when style changes? It's going to change. That's then, right. You know, everything right. changes. But if you base it on your set of values, your goals, mm-hmm. how you function as a team, mm-hmm. how your senior pastor views that worship right. working with your. Right. And that has to come from him. Of course, his vision has to be your vision. Right. And so what he wants, that culture he wants to create. You know, we have the responsibility to, to do that, but you have to, you know, you have to determine, you know, the DNA, what is the makeup? And, and again, it is so many churches, I think you can get it wrong when you base it on, well, it's a, it's a gospel thing or it's a rock thing or it's a guitar thing. No, that's style. And, and it's going to, but I think if you keep it all about Jesus, it's yeah. a Jesus court that it, whatever style we do, and here we are blessed, we can do various styles, but as long as he is the focus of everything we do, then everything's going to line up. Maybe there are people who are listening and they're new to ministry. We have some that have, have emailed in that they are uh, in their first position of ministry, and so they're just trying to figure out kind of how that's going to flow, what mm-hmm. what process to do. Um, and we know, you know, you and I have been friends for a while. We've both been in the Central Florida area for about the same time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're about the same age, mm-hmm. and so we have all of these things in common, and, and we talked about some of that just in sitting at lunch of yeah, just yeah. similarities that we have. Yeah. And how much time, you know, it, it is a time process to get into a flow in a church. And I think sadly, so mm-hmm. many people, when they face opposition, they look at it and say, well, I'm facing opposition. Maybe this isn't God's will. So I need to pack up and pack move. Up. And yeah. what have you found in kind of setting that culture and getting into maybe a rhythm or a flow as one? Well, I, I think, Matt, you know, you said it, You've it's going to take time. You are not going to be able to establish it overnight. And so I think when when you can say, God sent me to this place, when you believe you've heard the voice of God and you know you're here, that that you come to 
establish. You come to build. It's going to take time. And so, again, you said it. Don't be, when you're faced with opposition, you know, you've got to, you keep the vision. You know, you've got to, you've got to have a vision. You know, it's got to start with you, what you want, you know, what you want to establish. It must start with you. Uh, nothing's going to change if you don't do something about it. So right. we can talk about it all day long, but as that person, as the worship pastor or the worship leader, if you're the one over that, if you see something needs to change, then you have to face it. You have to meet it head on yeah. and say, okay, we're going to transition this thing. Yeah, and and being willing, if you are maybe a, a new worship pastor or you're trying to figure out you know, how this thing is going to flow, how are you going to steer this, this, uh, this ship. Uh, I think it's really important to get around people that you can draw from, That's that right. you're not the only one that is, you know, trying to do this on your, on your own. And you and I have had conversations just saying, Hey, how, how are you doing this? Or what, what works for you? And what have you run into that, that doesn't work? And, right. and I'll, I'll learn from that. Well, it's the same. I, I've done it for 20 years, but bro, you know, and I've told you this, I don't know it all. So, man, I, I just encourage you, ask questions. Yeah. You know, find, find guys who are at the level you, you want to go to next. Right. And ask them what, what worked. What didn't work, yeah. you know, and I'm I'm big on that because I, I don't even though, again, 20 years, I still don't have all the answers. But if you don't try something, you yeah. know, I, I'm going to fail. If I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail trying it and doing it rather yeah. than sitting back and wishing and thinking. And all right, well, I should have did this. I should have did that. So so it's important that you get a vision. You see where you want to go. And, and you go after it, you know, and then not only others, Matt, but building a team, you know, yeah. speak it, speak that vision into your volunteers, speak it to your people, you know, and be consistent and continue to, to speak what God has given you to right. say, you know, you, you've got to keep it before your people, you know, and then they will run with it, as the Bible says. Well, and, you know, one of the things that you had mentioned in in this session, and uh, and I wrote down, you know, you're, you're talking about getting, you know, your team and and communicating that vision, having having a uh, a community around you. But one of the things that you had mentioned was preparation doesn't quench the spirit; it releases it. Mm -hmm. And so many times, people will say, "Well, if I just kind of wait until the moment, and I kind of, you know, feel the chills of okay, now this song feels right," and Boy, that can create stress not only in your life, but for everybody others, around for you. For your team. And so as creative people, we we are labeled with the, you know, I said it this morning, kind of by, you, you go by the seat of your pants. You know, you don't have a plan. You just let life happen. And and I'm probably, and I said it again this morning, I'm probably the extreme of that. But I firmly believe that, that preparation, it, it cannot quit. Preparation will release and it will, as you pray, and as you prepare, you've got a plan. Right. Then you got your plan. And, and if you flow off of that, fine. I'm talking about to rehearsals, to worship services, to life, right. vision for your life, for your family. You've wrote it down. You know, you know, you know, this year I'm going to do this. This month I'm going to do this. You've got to come up with a plan. Yeah. Now, your uh, values, one of the things that you had you had talked about were just some some values. And we're going to have... 
have some of these notes in here, and we have some other resources that we'll uh, we'll also be talking about in just a moment. But uh, what what is that when you talk about developing values? What uh, well, uh, number one, I think you you know you you to get a vision, you pray, you ask God, okay, God, what do you want to do in me and through me? And then out of that, you know, you write that vision down. But I think values is something you base your ministry. What are some key areas, God, that that I'm going to establish and I'm not going to derive, I'm not going to go to the right. Or, this is some areas. And, and so some of that is, is developing a core, yeah. a core of you. You know, you may have 150 in your team or in your choir or collectively, but even out of that, there's a core of people that you're, that you want to understand. Yeah. You want that. They may be your workers. They're, they're your partners. They're your prayer. They know the purpose, right. you know, of what you're doing. Right. So I think core character, you know, uh, is our value. You want people who who understand our conduct as a right. worshiper on the platform and most yeah. <laughs> importantly, off the platform. Yeah. So um, uh, craft, you know, how we hone our skills to operate in our gifting with excellence. You you we want people. David played with anointed excellence. Excellence. He played skillfully before the Lord. So I think uh, we should try to better ourselves vocally, uh, musicianship. You know, so that's something that we're trying to establish in in our team that that um, craft is important. Chemistry, how we engage the congregation and community. You know, that's one of the most important because we don't we don't want to just come and have a rehearsal. We want to build a family and, and build um you know, a group of people who feel connected, right. you know, to a family. I, I consider our I, I feel like it's a big, small group. Right. You know, yeah. and that's something that's been successful. I want people to feel loved and connected when they're part of this worship ministry. You have a, a choir, mm-hmm. and you have um, worked hard at developing that choir. What do you feel is the, the strength of that in with having a choir ministry at your church? There's so many people that have gone away actually... There are yeah. few of us that still yeah. actually use choirs. Yeah, man. Uh, again, I lo- I've always loved it. I guess as a part of just you know from Brooklyn Tab, you know that's probably the ultimate. Yeah. We did so much of that music, but there's just something about. I don't care if it's 20 more people on a platform when you speak into their lives and you teach them about, you know, about your praise and your worship is contagious. And what happens on the platform is going to happen out in that congregation when you get 20 people or 50 people or 75 or 100 people. You have that army, you know, as the right. Bible says, and man, they're marching forward. It just there's just something about that. Not only that, but then you're allowing people that might not be able to serve in other ministries. There's people out there. They might not be frontline people. Right. They might not be the best. But if you have a choir, you have a platform for them that they love to worship, that they can come and be a part. Now with here, we want all of our choir members to at least be able to sing and carry a tune. But man, just just to feel connected. Connected because they might not serve anywhere else. So right. it's an outlet for, for talent and for people who have a purpose that love to sing that I might not put on front line. That, that's another level here, the way we look at that, but um, that can just serve and right. worship Him. So. Well, and, and we had talked about it, and, and you had mentioned it as well. There's so many people that if they are not a part of that ministry, 
one, where are they going to serve? Right. Secondly, are they going to serve? Right. Or are they going to stay plugged in? Is that is that really the glue that that can be a glue that keeps them connected around a culture and a community of people? Well, I can tell you from from just uh, like I said, don't know it all, but examples that when we we've seen people get disconnected even from the choir, and they leave the church. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, and, and I'm saying just because they were in the choir, but they weren't, you know, that's why I even try to tell our people, I want you to connect in the choir, but you need to be plugged into something else. But we've had people that they, they left the choir for whatever reason, and then they just stopped coming to church. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that was it, but I have seen that time right. and time again. So I feel like it's a valuable, um, a valuable place to allow people to serve Right. And to use their giftings and their talents. So. And it's important that while they are connecting, that not only connects them with other people relationally, but it also stay grounded. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, so many people that it takes 50 Sundays to get into a routine mm-hmm. and one Sunday to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether it's a rehearsal or anything like that. Well, and we, in, like you um, and, and many other people, we've established team leaders in our choir, section leaders, but they're team leaders. And, and they may have seven, six, seven, eight people under them. And so they're accountable. Those choir men are accountable to them. So it's another level yeah. of accountability. They pray for them. They text them. They email them. They are supposed to encourage them, you know, um, and check on them when they're yeah. not here. You know, some people yeah. can be gone two or three weeks. When you got when you got a hundred folks sitting in there, it's hard to keep up right. with with um, you know, with everybody. So yeah. th- I'd really lean on my team members to stay connected to them and then, you know, yeah. bring that back to me. So I don't know. Well, I know, um, lastly, and, and we'll, uh, we're going to wrap up here because you have, uh, a big night tonight yeah. of, yeah. uh, Bishop Jakes is going to be Jakes here. In the house tonight, and, yeah. uh, so we're going to let you get uh, to what you got to get to do. But, uh, one of the other things that you, uh, really key in on is the next generation and having them a part of this ministry and what are some of the some of the goals or some of the reasons and and that being so important i I firmly believe we have to you know pass pastor's heart here you have to raise up next you know if we're in the four our 40s our third late 30s or or whatever what are you doing to to replace yourself you know, so here it's my heart to be a mentor and ASAF into these younger kids. And I've just tried to stay connected to them through fine arts. Yeah. Um, and through even my children, I have uh, three teenagers now and then a fourth one that's four. But those three teenagers, I lean on them, you know, yeah. to get your friends to come to choir. And you think it's crazy, but if you'll look and through the fine arts choir, we have a lot of students. Mm-hmm. So I firmly believe I want them to experience the glory and the pray and the level of of worship that we have here. Uh, they have it in cra- it, it helps us. Right. And then it helps them even in student right. ministry. So it, it kind of is hand in hand. And um, I want the church to see that younger generation. Man, it, it blesses uh, my heart 
nothing will bless him more than when you see students up there with adults, with 60-year-old folks, with 70-year-old folks that we have in our choir, just going after God. Yeah. It'll cause that, adult, it'll cause that yeah. man or woman to praise harder. Yeah. You know, so it has really just infused some excitement and a freshness mm -hmm. even into our choir ministry that we've needed. And that's been my heart, but it's finally, it's finally starting to click. That's awesome. Now, Mark, if uh, if people want to get a hold of you and connect with you, um, what's the best way that they can go about that? Email or man, email is the easiest way. Mark M A R K at Calvary F L as in Florida, CalvaryFL.com. Well, I encourage you to connect if you have questions. Connect with Mark. He is a great resource. He is doing a phenomenal job, and he is a great friend. And I'm. Uh, just happy to have him on. Mark, thanks so man, much for being with us. Matt, glad to be with you guys, man. Looking forward to it. Leaders in worship, I love that. Equip, connect, and develop. Man, that's awesome. Amen. Well, I hope you have enjoyed that conversation with Pastor Mark. We would love to hear from you, hear your comments. If you have some questions about creating culture, or maybe you have a question about using choirs in your worship ministry, you can email us, feedback at leadersinworship.com. You can also go right to our website and you can leave a voicemail using a great tool called SpeakPipe uh, where you can just click the button on the right-hand side of that web page and you can leave a voicemail using the microphone in your computer. You can just leave your name, your city, state, um, maybe your church if you feel comfortable depending upon the nature of your question and a brief question. We can include the audio in an upcoming episode. Well, we hope that you have enjoyed this. If you wouldn't mind, maybe take a moment and leave us a review in iTunes. That will also help us as people are trying to find us. It will move up in the search rankings on iTunes and help that. We thank you again for listening to the Leaders in Worship podcast. We hope that you have an incredible weekend of ministry. God bless. God bless.